0: Everyone, welcome to the Charvak podcast. This is your host, Kushal Naira. All right, today we're going to be talking about the state of vaccination in India. And to discuss that with me, I have Ashish Chandorkar. Ashish, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you, Kushla, for inviting me again. All right, so Ashish, I don't know actually where do we start from. So today's topic is a kind of a hot topic as we everybody knows nowadays in India. So 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 uh, so first of all, let's talk a little bit about the journey of vaccination in India. So uh, so the the entire narrative when it came to vaccines in India, if you if you ask me, has been very funny in a way. So we had this narrative uh, three four months back, back that you know. Vaccines mein dam hai kind of a thing. Bharat Biotech was uh kya bolte usko? poka vaccine. And from that I see the same people now from you know Bharat Biotech is a poka vaccine, it is it is not a good vaccine. We don't know about AstraZeneca to now going why aren't you giving the vaccine to everybody as if you know the government of india is going to take syringes in both hands and then come out and you know start you know jabbing people uh, helter skelter hey, kind of a thing so first let us understand the vaccine coverage and the vaccine debate in india then we will get into the data the stats the the, the 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 performance and everything so how what do you make of that as of now yeah, so see,
1: I mean, as you rightly said, the opposition to vaccinate the vaccines being approved from that point to opposition to actual vaccination speed has been super fast, right? So people first were worried about that, about the fact that India was cutting corners. Basically, like, the challenge is that people who are comment- commenting, and this includes both social media and the mainstream media, people have lost faith in institutions or at least they publicly want to say that they have lost faith in institutions uh, because they want to make it more a political point. Um, thought experiment: Let's say the government is Suppose UPA government is and the process follows the same process. Vaccine approved for Bharat Biotech and for, let's say, for Serum uh, Institute. Would, would people have still opposed it? The answer probably is no. I mean, the, in the sense of the folks who are opposing it in Jan, they probably wouldn't have opposed it then, right? So the point is, it has become, and it is quite possible that someone else would have opposed it simply because of the of, of the political nature of the of the game, right? The challenge in India is that people are trying to comment on things which is, is beyond their understanding. I don't know what the process of ICMR is, whether it is right or wrong. But the thing is, who else will I? How else can I know? I mean, that is the apex body in India. If if ICMR or you know Drug Control Controller General of India is doing something, you have to assume they are right. I mean, you know, you cannot. Uh, there is no point in questioning, saying I mean, we, we call try, try, try. I mean, you know, that, that logic doesn't work, uh, irrespective of what the political uh, uh, framework uh, in which you are operating. I think mean, that is what has broken down in India, and unfortunately, that is that is being carried forward even now in in terms of speed of vaccination. We can discuss this, but you know, my hypothesis is that barring any, like take a country, which is more than say one crore in population. Don't look at countries which are sub one crore, but let's say one crore, which is a, I mean, even that is not a comparison for India, but chalo, utna bhi no country apart from us, UK and India, and I'm leaving China because we don't know what it's a black box, but barring us, UK and India, no country has had any control over any on their vaccination plans, even at a one crore threshold, right? So you can keep arguing, we could, can do better, we can do this, we can do that. But I think we need to first appreciate that what we have already done is significant. It's, it's phenomenal, given our complexity and given our problems, some of which we will discuss for sure.
0: Yes. So I, you know, what I found fascinating is it's very simple. So uh, as they say, there's a famous line, right? Uh, a lot of Americans use it, the proof of the pudding is in the eating, right? So once you, uh, so what, uh, I mean, Ko ke, eventually pata chal so the biggest uh, data of whether the vaccines work or not um, always is real world data, right? So, and this is not about Bharat Biotech's co-vaccine or AstraZeneca's Covishield or Pfizer or Moderna. It's very simple. Now, a significant amount of doses of each and every vaccine, even Bharat Biotech has the uh, i think now more than 1 crore uh, jabs have been given even when it comes to covaxin now in india so it's a significant number of uh, vaccine doses now whether the vaccines work or not the biggest proof of that whether it's astrazeneca whether it's uh, uh, bharat biotech is the rate at which they perform and the rate at which the you know the reinfection or uh, or mortality or those things work and we all know now very comfortably that these vaccines work perfectly. Because from the beginning, at least in Mumbai, I know JJ Hospital was strictly only giving uh, Covaxin. Only they they did not they even right now JJ Hospital only gives Co vaccine it was like the trial for Co vaccine and JJ Hospital was dealing with that so that was one way to prove each and everyone wrong and I and I kind of understand in in India the biggest problem is that uh, tribalism is so entrenched in our entire discourse that you know even something as you know uh, as important as a vaccination and your vaccine I mean imagine. I don't get this mindset where people would want your own regional vaccine to fail because modi get MPI. I don't get that mindset. I have always found that mindset to be very disturbing. But having said that, now let's you know get, get out of that mode. Now let us talk about, you know, there are so we have many points that we can debate when it comes to vaccination. So there are, broadly, there are four or five points that people have mentioned. So let us start first with the pricing of the vaccination. So as we know, so there are two modes uh, of uh, pricing right now, uh, currently in India. Uh, Both the vaccines that are available in the market are available either through private uh, purchases at 250 rupees per jab. Or you can go to a government uh, authorized vaccination center and actually get the vaccine shot for free, like no cost attached so there has been some criticism of the government stating that, that now we have realized that oh we need to ramp up our vaccinations and uh, uh, in the case of bharat biotech they had demanded a 150 crore investment i think the government of india has agreed to that investment and they are ramping up their facilities but then recently adar punawala was saying i need 3000 crores to expand my vaccination program so the criticism was that that adar punawala would not need those 3000 crores had the government let that price of vaccines to be sold at two fifty, not uh, you know they would not have kept a price cap of two fifty rupees for the private market, and they could have kept a two fifty rupees price for the government centers, even if you want to pay, and free in case of the below poverty line folks. So what 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 do you have to say on that aspect first?
1: So I think the I'll tell you the policy constraint. I don't know what the right answer there would have been, but let me tell you why we we got where we have got right. See, uh, look at the case of the actual vaccination eligibility. We have a consideration that 45 plus uh, age people can get vaccinated. I think all of us, you, me, people who are listening today, I think all of us know people, individuals who are not 45 years of age, but they've got themselves vaccinated. How by saying, by claiming that they were frontline workers, right? And that's how they registered on the app, and they've actually got a certificate also. So now, think now. Imagine this happening to the private market of vaccine. Let's say the government said that, okay, 10% of the vaccines can be sold in the private market. Now, what would have typically, I mean, the typical behavior in India is that the hospitals, anyway, there is a 10% wastage assumed in in, term, in what's what's being produced, right? The government assumes that they can be up to 10% wastage. What would have happened would, would have been that part of that wastage and part of even the, I mean, they could have shown wastage higher, could have been diverted to the black market. To say that you know let let whoever is paying let let us make money there uh, it's already happening in the sense that we know that people have already paid probably more for uh, sub 45 years of age some people have done that now i don't have a estimate on what that behavior would have been i think one school of thought could be you know like we, we could have but that also wouldn't have helped serum per se right because this, this, they would have actually black marketed the, the cheaper quantity of the, the cheaper price vaccine the the 10 percent of whatever quota you release is what serum would have got unfortunately uh, uh you know uh, the behavior the, the black marketing behavior would have helped neither serum uh, nor the government in in, in, the, in the in the algorithm which they have designed for the vaccination so i think that was the policy consideration now again we can judge to say that okay this is being too conservative etc but the fact is that it is already happening uh, in, in in the in the event of the age criteria. Same could have happened in the age, in, in the event of pricing. So I think mean, the government was worried that if that happens, then basically the, the 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 genuine vaccination program could slow down. I think that was the consideration. I said that uh, I again. Mean, the answer to that is uh, I, we haven't seen the numbers. Uh, government ka estimate हुआ कि versus let's say 1 लाख and that 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 could have been permissible. So I think that that math. Unless we know we we don't know like you know why that decision was taken.
0: Yeah, but here's the point. right? Uh, So if the government was worried about uh, not having enough, uh, let's say, stock, uh, the only reason the government could have capped it in a certain way or not, the point is today the government uh, is facing a problem Let us come on the age discussion later on. But the point is that today the government is facing a problem where we clearly have, whether we like it or not, we have a capacity constraint. One of the biggest reasons the government is not able to open up uh, the 45 and above age criteria is that there is no other reason. There is a capacity constraint. So I don't understand why you know it's the entire discourse is actually kind of hilarious. Where the opposition says vaccine nahi hai, and the government says vaccine to hai. Why can't the first of all, the government should come out and say in a very honest and mature manner and ask each and every opposition party in this country, How the hell do you expect any country in the world to have a vaccination program that starts from 18 and above? You will have an entire collapse of the system. That should have been the government response. But the government, I don't know why discussions are the way they are in India, but they are. My point was not that. My point was, I think there's a very legitimate uh, point being made by certain sectors where they say that if you would have left the private market option open for both Serum and Bharat Biotech, maybe we could have ramped up our production of vaccines much earlier because we are anyways going to do it right now because we have realized that we just can. See, why is the government ramping up the capacity now? If these two people were enough, then they don't need to ramp up the capacity, right? So that means the government just realized now that we have to ramp up the capacity. So if we would have maybe allowed these private players, the option, I'm not saying sell it at 1000 rupees, maybe in the open market, they could have sold it at 500. Don't you think that would have helped them to ramp up the capacity earlier on than now?
1: See Kushal, I think some of it is very, I think we are trying to optimize this third, fourth, fifth order problem here. Okay. Let, let's look at the big picture no vaccine for a virus has ever been created in a one year time frame right in the history of humankind there are viruses out there for which there has been no vaccine for 30 40 years and people die uh including even the, the previous versions like swine flu, for example or of course hiv for example that we know of so the the uncertainty around the vaccines the to say that it was high would be an understatement right i mean the fact that Humankind can crack a problem in a year, which for in the past instances has not been cracked for 30, 40 years also. Uh, I mean, the odds for that were obviously limited. The fact that three, four, five people cracked it is a is, is, a, is a superhuman effort and, and a superhuman possibility. Now, as far as funding is concerned, we can go one step back before going into the private market pricing. But one step back, I think another criticism is that, hey, USA paid 1 billion for R&D. Fair enough the the challenge in india was that okay i mean india also paid for bharat biotechs r&d right that also done wasn't by icmr only maybe there's a not, a not a number on it but obviously bharat biotech was held handled by icmr itself so it's a very much an indian indigenous vaccine per se right now the question is that so 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 the comparison that us paid for r&d and we did not is incorrect i mean we also paid for r&d and we actually got a working vaccine which by the way now, strangely, people are saying that it is better than what uh, AZ has produced, right? So
0: It is the best version. It's an inactivated yeah. virus. It is one of the best ones.
1: Yeah. So now, so I think that also we need not really be guilty about quote unquote, right? Without really fully understanding the fact that we actually did it uh, as, as in the same time frame as the cash rich uh, R&D centers did. That is one part. The second part is the serum vaccines. First of all, see they had orders not just from the government of India, but from various other countries also, right? Typically a funding, I mean, you run a business and you know this better than me. If you had an order book signed up, you can get funding based on future cash flows, right? By by essentially saying that I will use the future cash flows to pay back the, the the loan, et cetera. So I think again, I'm not so sure that, the, the real concern is 3,000 crores ka funding. I mean, first of all, 3,000 crores is not a big amount for someone like uh, SII, right? I mean, it's a $3 billion group, probably more. Uh, but uh, so, so so to say, ki, you know, they can't invest 500 million more, I mean, 400 million more, I think that doesn't sound very realistic. There could be genuine constraints that you don't have enough material, not enough manpower, not, not enough, you know, skills to, to make the vaccines at the pace that it is needed in India plus the world, right? So there are real world constraints, which is so this is like saying ki, you know, can can uh, can nine women produce a kid in one, one month? The answer is no. I mean, it's not about throwing money only, right? There's a process to do something. Also, the, the uncertainty around it question. Now think about it this way: let's say the government had committed 3,000 crores, by the way, which was the entire collection of PM care funds, right? For example, just as a just as a benchmark. And let's say the vaccine would have failed. So, filled up both the food book. किसी, किसी मतलब, you know, for in, the, in the case of the PMKR's fund, right? So, post facto now that the vaccines work. It is easy to say, if you've done vaccines, why unit, 100 Fair enough, UK, UK, that's, that's like hindsight 2020. But, but when the vaccine was being developed, with no precedence of a vaccine succeeding in a one-year time frame of development, and then say that, okay, I will fund every every money, every PESA that this company wants, and... Let's say it would have failed. Now the argument is that okay, why did U.S. Do, do it then? Then why did why did U.S. fund Pfizer and even BioNTech? I mean, in the sense it's a German company, but basically the funding came from the U.S., right? And which is why U.S. today is reaping the benefit. See, the thing is, this is how the, the that, that is how the political systems are different. I I see U.S. as a I'll call it a constitutional oligarchy, right? Where the money money is everything. Money is the biggest uh, you know driver. U.S. did not even have a lockdown to that extent. I mean, President Trump actually paid for his Presidency by, by by that decision, by, by by going after the pursuit of money, right? Effectively. His own, his own voters died in, in big numbers. So they, they took a call that, okay, fine, you know, and it's acceptable in U.S. I mean, a, a billion dollar wasted, in this case, it was not wasted, but let's say a billion dollar wasted in U.S. is very different from a billion dollar wasted in India, politically speaking, right? I mean, we are not in that framework. I mean, our mindset that, then do two unko paisa diya gaya you know, all of that nonsense, nonsense would have happened. Because a lot, I mean, it, it's not just the vaccines, right? You need syringes, you need uh, glass bottles. You need labeling material, packaging material. I mean, who knows who would have supplied that, right? Or who's today supplying all, all of that. So I think that so criticism number one in the in the sense of why did we not invest? Well, we invested to the extent that we can, and we got Bharat biotech vaccine done. We, we did not invest in 1 billion vaccines upfront, knowing that we will need them because that's a risk which that, that's a risk reward equation, right? When you take a risk, you know that okay, I will take a risk to a certain point. So I will I will take the risk to like even Serum for example, Serum took the risk of 100 million doses. When, when they when they pre-produced doses, they, they said okay, 100 million is what we will stop at, right? Which is which is what the stockpile India had at the start of uh, the the vaccination program. So every entity calculates risks which is palatable, which can be justified post facto. To say after the event, any year risk what कम I think has got no real meaning. The the decision in August. When you were allocating money versus the criticism in March, when the vaccine is live, has got no real kind of you know uh, meeting meeting ground per se. So that is one part. Now to cut to your question, open market once it has been done, why it's not being sold in open market? I think it's the same point which I mentioned that I think the government was just worried. You can argue it's too conservative that the challenge is that firstly, the it, it, it would not have solved the the, the public health problem. So, for example, uh, India, as we know, has got about 10, 10 crore salaried workers, right? Which is what I think we we believe. And I think I also believe that once you vaccinate the salaried workers, the herd immunity may come into play. Because it's is, the it is salaried workers who, who travel and who are the interface between the unorganized economy and the organized economy, right? So, those those salaried workers plus the gig workers, like, I mean, or and Kirana shop owners, etc. You can create five, six more categories. So, let's say 15 crore people are like that. Uh, who are like the interface between the two two parts of indian uh, indian lifestyle like people who don't work and versus who are you know like old people versus kids etc and this is a lot which travels it travels a lot and, and and circulates but the challenge is that even if you would have allowed let's say 1 crore doses to be sold in public market uh, for a price it wouldn't really have solved a pandemic problem a public health problem it is the same issue of approving a Mo- pfizer or a moderna Pfizer and Modern are not going to sell you know, 50 crore vaccines in India. Even if they choose to come, they'll sell 50 lakhs, 1 crore, 2 crores, whatever they feel is, is commercially uh, lucrative for them, right? Uh, so I think the, the whole point of funding being tied to open market sales, I think is not correct because the funding could have been raised. First of all, the funding is not a big amount. 3,000 crore, I mean, I'm not imputing any motives here, but the Punawala group actually bought a NBFC in Feb of this year at 2,500 crores, all cash deal. They, they bought Magma financials, right? So, so money was not an issue the the fact is that the 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 the, the roi on money could have been an issue which is why, why they thought that I, I would buy an mbfc rather than investing more in a factory of vaccines which is completely fine it's a, it's a business prerogative it's their decision but it's not the quantum of money Kushal. i think it's a fact that the the risk the, the the risk proposition was such when the money was committed that no side could have gone all out into it without without a cost to it i think that's what that's where we it
0: But I get, Ashish, I get your point and that's a very valid point. But that is why having a private market option where you could have loosened the price a little bit would have given a little more incentive for the players. Look, just because he would have generated, let's say, two crore more vaccines, I think is not a fair argument, in my opinion, is because at least those two crore people would have been saved. The point is that at such a situation, we should try and, you know, make life easier so i'll give you an example now so when we were initially you know looking to have vaccines enter in india i was 100% in support of the government of india where the government uh, did not allow pfizer to you know get a shortcut i, I think the government was 100% right one uh, uh, there is no way pfizer should have been allowed you know bharat biotech went through a certain process astrazeneca went through a certain process and that's fine but now at this stage, I think Sp- Sputnik uh, has uh, done a, a bridge trial and they've been approved. And now the government has come up with uh, a recent announcement. Uh, I, I saw the press release where I think the requirement was even reduced to 100 people for the first first week or uh, or something. There was one another criteria added in the bridge trial and uh, they want to uh, let more players come in. Now my whole point is that see you can always say hindsight is 2020 but the point is that you know it at least in my case my job is to ask the questions to the government otherwise who the hell am i going to ask the questions to right i mean what is the government there for it's, this is not like a, you know a one way process right the government is ought to be asked questions so what do you think of this entire process of approval of other vaccines also because there this has also been a serious area of criticism where the government has been criticized
1: So again, you know, I I don't know uh, enough on this topic. I said this on Twitter or Twitter also. Perhaps, you know, I will go with the view of someone like Anand Rangnathan who said that the government should have approved it. So maybe he understands the topic. If he says people like him think that government should have approved it, I would have, I will, I will go with that. You know, I've got no technical expertise to comment one way or the other. Uh, So, uh, but again, I think we need to understand what is the role of a vaccine in the pandemic question. To your earlier point, when you say that serum could have sold one in the open market and one people could have saved. See, This is, I think this probably cuts into your other expertise on the philosophy side, right? See, the government is trying to save, take a moral view to say that we will first try to save not the people who can pay for vaccines, but the people who are the most vulnerable in terms of the categorization. Old people, 45 years old, comorbidity. Also supported by data. I mean, the the the, mor- the mortality rate in that cohort is like, I mean, over 60 is like 2. 6-7%, over 45 with comorbidity was also 2.5%. And I think they were less than that was, I think, 1% or something like that. One point something in in the uh, for the data available until the point the rules were set. So you can argue ki, kisi ko to bachaalo, hai, Fair enough, that's one real way of thinking. It's it's like the trolley problem or maybe there are better examples in philosophy. But the the, the government's view here was to save the most vulnerable lot should they contract COVID. Right? that is what the argument is. So it's a, it's a it's a principle of it's a design principle of philosophy which has been applied here, uh, and you can probably explain what those principles could be, or you know, point A versus point B, on the uh, and which is why the 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 age criteria were established in the first place, right? And the the the, the comorbidity criteria et were established in the first place. Uh, as I said, the funding Kushal, It's it's again the the you know the the funding. Okay, look at the pricing of the. AZ vaccine in European Union. One of the ministers, I forget it, it was a Dutch minister or a Belgian minister, but someone had treated wrongly by mistake the price which you pre- I mean, we, we should appreciate such people for creating uh transparency when not in- intended. But uh they, they paid $2.15 and I'll I'll try and send you the link, you can include it in the YouTube comment. But they 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 put $2.515 per dose as a vaccine, as a price for AZ. Is he also would have taken the cut on it before paying SII, right? I mean, it's their, their it's their research basically. So the fact is that the the controlled price that serum is commanding is not very high. I mean, India is actually paying more than that, right? We are paying two fifty and then two hundred and six or whatever. So we we are actually paying the same price three three dollars to start off and okay, then for the rest. I of the think course.
0: serum gets one sixty and hundred or one fifty and the ninety or hundred rupees is
1: for the hospitals. Oh, okay. So, so $2, let's say but what we are paying, which is not very far away from, uh, you know, what, like, what's, what you was paying them basically. I mean, what they would have got from you probably a little more only in India. So the pricing power, by the way, is also not, it's not like that. It's not a Pfizer vaccine, which they are selling at $20, right? I mean, and, and they're able to get a price on, on, on $20. So I think those considerations are also there, I think we are in the territory of unknown unknowns here. We don't know what, what, you know, what, uh, uh, what was the demand from Serum side uh, on the quantity to be used in india versus exports versus open market uh, we also don't know whether it can it can happen tomorrow i mean you know the fact that the government may be waiting only for the moralistic view to get over which is that to get, to reach the 33 crore vaccination by, by july right and and say that yeah you know we can, after that we open it up uh, we, we we make it more competitive so i think it could also be that the the forward guidance is not available in this case which you know we we might get the guidance in the, let's say in the next month or so once some of the other vaccines come into come into India, come into the play in the, in the local market.
0: Yeah. And see, I'll give you my view as far as the other vaccines are concerned. I think my view and Anand's view was pretty much similar on that. Like I said, as far as Pfizer was concerned, six months ago, if Pfizer wanted a no trial entry in India, uh, not happening. But now after six months, we have real world data, right? With yeah. every vaccine, not just with Sputnik, with Pfizer, with Moderna, with Johnson and Johnson and uh, whatever the other vaccine is we have real world data it has been see always the argument is we don't know how the vaccine would react on our own native population or our own people right well you know you have people of indian origin who are pretty much the same genetic stock that are living in those countries where these vaccines have been administered and we've seen the results are fine and you uh, you know, to say that it doesn't work right now is not prudent in my opinion. It's impractical, and I think Anand was saying the same thing. And uh, I think Anand is right. And look, the government has been open-minded. The government, see, I'll give give this much to the government. They do things slightly late, and the cost is huge. Even a one-day uh, you know delay in something as magnanimous as this is is significant. But the government has come around and that's why, you know, that bridging trial requirement has also been kind of adjusted with that 100 day, 100 people, seven, one week requirement has been done. I mean, I don't know how many people read the press release. I mean, I went and (laughs) actually read the press release. It it was quite clear over there. They have adjusted a little bit. But the problem is now that it might be a little too late. And now we come into the crux of the issue. So there has been a lot of, you know, demand from, uh, so, I know two states where the CMs, I don't know if I should call Delhi a state anymore. I mean, it's it's kind of insulting to states when you call Delhi a state. I'll just say Delhi. So, the Chief Minister of Delhi and the Chief Minister of our state, Maharashtra, so they have been consistently writing to the Honorable Prime Minister of India that open up the vaccine, open up the vaccine, you know, make it 18 and above, make it 18 and above. So, so here are the multiple scenarios, right? I, I would never agree. To a scenario where you open up a vaccination program and the first shot should be always given to your frontline workers, healthcare workers, and your senior citizens. Totally on board with that. But then, okay, now you open it up for 45 and above. Now, here's my thing. So, so bear me out for a while. So we have, the government must be having something in their mind, right? So if you open it up for 45 crores and above, so if I was to, let's say, you know, now let me put that uh, population chart so that people get a little bit of, uh, perspective as to what you and I are talking about. So this is our population pyramid. Just so people get a idea. So we are looking at the age group of 45 and above, right? So this is 45 to 49. So even within the, oh my God, India is so (laughs) populated. (laughs) I mean, look at the percentages. So we have significant percentages of our population, even in the 45 and above age group. Now, here's my question what is that ideal number that india is looking at because right now we are clocking an average of 30 lakhs a day which is 3 million a day we are getting there comfortably so us average ke around see people often confuse that oh, are we getting 3 million a day of uh, a single jab to a new person? Or are we getting it for the first and the second jab? I think it is 3 million single jab and 3.3 million single jab and the second jab for a new person. So I'm only looking at the single jab. So we can't give a single shot to more than 9 to 10 crore people. Now, it the 45 and above age criteria, Ashish, can only be justified if we sustain this 3 million pace say, throughout April and throughout May, then it can be justified because you will have a subsequent increase of the second jab also coming, right? Another one, one to ten days, the one week to ten days down the line, you will be having all these people who who will add at least a one, 1.5 million pressure on the government for the second jab also. But if we are saying that single or second jab mila ke hum 3 million karte to 45 place age criteria to matlab... Uh... <laughs> That is my problem.
1: No, so... Uh, okay, uh, the, the the target for till July... I, let's look at some numbers, Kushal, right? So, we had a stock of about hundred billion. I wrote this in the Bloomberg article. Uh, by the way, I mean, since my article was... explaining the right math... None, none of the Indian media outlets indicated that usually they pick up Bloomberg articles, right? But I think, very strangely, no, no one... no, Not a single Indian media outlet actually published it from Bloomberg, which, is, which I found a little... Uh, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty strange let's say so we had a stock of 100 million vaccines uh, to start off then the capacity for uh sii and bharat biotech is about roughly 66 million roughly uh, per month right and let's say it's not going to change until july for for the sake of argument for, for till till june let's say so to, by end of the june we, w- we would have had 66 into 6 which is uh, uh 396 million plus 100 million which is 496 million stock we exported about uh, export obligation is about uh, eighty million uh, overall. We have already done six, 65 all, all, uh, right now. So let's say eighty. So the, what we have for the domestic market is about four hundred sixteen million available. Now we have to vaccinate uh, thirty. I mean uh, the, the 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 vaccinations have to be three hundred million uh, by July. Let's say by June. Say say two uh, two fifty million by June. We need five hundred million doses, and we have four four sixteen. So there's a gap there, uh, for the population until June. So the idea was to ramp up the the production in May and June to fill that gap. Right. So it's a touch and go. I think we, we will get there. I think we can get there. Uh, there are real world constraints around how fast to increase capacity, all of that. So it is possible that instead of hitting 31st July, we hit 15th August, but we will get there. I I don't see, I mean, there could be some delay, let's say, or a month's delay, say, say all of August. Right. So it's not that that big an issue. And I think that at that is a point at which you can also, and by the way, this doesn't include any great capacity expansion over and above the the, the gap that we're looking at, right? So the gap can be filled by the current plans of SI in, in June and July. But of course, their, their capacity expansion is also going to be much higher than that, right? It's not just the gap which they're producing, they're producing more uh starting next month or at least starting June. Plus, you have Sputnik coming in, which definitely will have a decent volume. They are committing to 5 crores immediately through a combination of imports and whatever the first lot they produce in India. Uh, so I think by August, we may actually have about, let's say, a few million, few tens of millions of vaccines extra, 60-70 million potentially. Uh, and today, by the way, government has also announced an investment plan for... The Bharat Biotech expansion. I don't know if you saw that just before the podcast. Went, yeah, right? yeah, in,
0: in Maharashtra, right? In Maharashtra, government has announced uh, uh, an expansion with uh, uh what was that? Yeah, Hakkin. But we a caveat yeah, the end of the year operational So
1: there are, there are three three expansions which they are funded. They are funding the Bharat Biotech's own expansion in Bangalore, uh, which will immediately start producing more vaccines now in the next two months. There is a Bollinger facility of uh, which was also closed, uh, I believe, which was not being used much. So there's some Bullenshire factory which is also being uh, deployed. There is, of course, the Haskins Institute, which is uh, probably India's leading, uh, you know, vaccine research center. Before, I mean, in, the, in, a, in a state sense, like in the non-central bodies, uh, it's it's the leading player in India. And then there is also a talk, I believe, of which is not public, but someone had tweeted this yesterday from Chennai, was that. Uh, one of the Chennai factories which is lying idle for the last uh, few years. That is also being looked at uh, to be utilized by Bharat Biotech. Plus uh, there are some other like states also like Bengal Chemicals has got something in Bengal, I believe. So I think there are some other options also. Of course, what matters is what, what is Bharat Biotech willing to give away and what whether it's a technology transfer or a, whether it's a contract manufacturing, we, we don't know. I don't know any of that. It was only announced at 4pm. So I need to look at the details. But Uh, The point is that the vaccine numbers can be improved just between SII and Bharat Biotech, right? So my sense is that starting July, it should be possible to liberalize the criteria. Uh, It could even be possible June in an aggressive case, but certainly in July, we we should be able to liberalize. What that is, I don't know. Whether it is a category-based criteria like we were discussing that can you you vaccinate all salaried employees or can you vaccinate all Kiranawalas and Ola and Uber drivers? I don't know what that criteria is going to be. But I think starting July we can expand. I actually don't think much. There's a much of a risk to this original 30 crore number. It could it can extend by a month, let's say, because of situational uh, uh, problems of of vaccines. I mean, you can have a gross number which matches, but to allocate it to the to the right states and then with the, to the right districts and to the right hospitals, that part can still be broken, right? I mean, you know, you, it is possible that you have access access vaccine sitting in Tamil Nadu and there's a shortage in Pune, like it's happening right now. So I think that that possibility is there. But uh, I think in a month, we should be, I mean, in an extra month, we should be able to solve for that and even open up for more categories at some point in July, potentially.
0: So so then my question in that case is, we know for sure that by the end of May, for sure, we're going to have at least as much as double the production capacity of, uh, I mean, I'm counting all the vaccines, you know, different, different ways. You have Bharat Biotech, uh, Sputnik and... Uh, AstraZeneca, all three, we're going to have literally what we have right now. So let's say we have right now a capacity to vaccinate uh, nine crore single dose, single shots, individuals in a month. By the end of May, it is going to be in a position where we can easily vaccinate 18 crore people in a month. Having that in mind, I think, I'm not saying, you're obviously not a representative of the government. This is just you and I having a discussion. But I think then the government can take a risk, a calculated risk based on actual numbers of vaccines coming in to maybe let go of a criteria. I'm not saying make it 18 and above, maybe say from 1st of May, then the government can say, yeah, at least either 30 and above, which would basically cover your entire working population as uh, pretty much your entire working population, or maybe have a certain criteria where all registered companies, basically your uh, population, working population gets vaccinated in May." I think my biggest concern is, which nobody is calculating in this entire scenario. I don't know why people refuse. I, I don't know why it is like, see, there is humongous vaccine hesitancy in India. Like a mother of all vaccine hesitancies are right now happening in front of our eyes. We have 12 crore senior citizens in India. Even as of today, we have not vaccinated more than 4 crore. We are, and the senior citizen vaccination speed is very slow in India so if they will never pick up and here it will that we will have 3 million then next week we will have 2 million but then it will have 3 million because the second dose is happening that worries me every week on week our number should go to from 3 million to 4 million because the first dose and second dose is happening. If it is sticking at 3 million, that's bad news. That means there is humongous vaccine hesitancy. Then it's only prudent that the government, you know, loosens up the criteria because we know we're going to have double the p- capacity by June. Then we should, you know, loosen up in May. I think the government is going to do it. I don't know what your hunch is.
1: My hunch is going to be a little, little later question. So just to go back to your previous math, right? If you are looking at 9, so what you are saying is 3 million per day. So 30... 30- 30 into 3 is uh, 90 million. 9 crore people are happening per month, right? Now we have 12, 12.5 done. let let's say, right? So we have, we have uh, single dose would be about uh, 10 and a half or even 10 let up just to be considered just as a round figure. And we we still have three and a half months to go, right? So effectively, we will get to 30 single dose in, let's say, mid June at the current speed uh, f- calculating from today just on the conservative side. And then you would have needed 3 more months for the second dose, which is can be collapsed into one and a half months, right? Which is what we are currently saying.
0: Yeah, yeah, our data,
1: Single-dose 10 crore 27
0: lakhs as of now. So yeah. main refresh hi kar hun, Haan, ye crore, na, yeah.
1: So unfortunately, the right data is on the MOHFW website and not on this dashboard.
0: I know, because,
1: but how much will So basically, in the, in the current, which is what I was saying, that in the current scheme of things, if, it, if nothing changes, if you're doing 3 million on, on, a, on a day average, right? First dose, second dose, we will get to the 30 crore mark. I mean, assuming, as you rightly said, there are people who are available to get vaccinated uh, by, by if not July, end of August. And this doesn't account for any capacity expansion. So clearly, that's not the case because capacity will expand. See, uh, Ashish, the, just,
0: I'm very sorry. But see, this is what scares me. Look at the vaccination numbers by age of 4.5 crores of above 60 And it's already 4.7 crores. This is what scares me.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's a problem, Kushal, definitely, right? I mean, see, on Twitter, I have been reading some really, you know, heart wrenching threads about how senior citizens have died not taking the vaccine, right? People who have not, and conversely, people who had taken the vaccine one dose, their severity was... Again, I don't know if there's a causality there, but anecdotally, a lot of people are tweeting that you know after taking the vaccine, I was I recovered or the infection was not as severe etc. Right? So I mean, I hope they are right about that. So it's a problem. There's there's no doubt. So you know, we have a contra- contrary problem, right? We on the on the macro level, you can say vaccines are in short supply, but at the micro level, the centers are going empty in in many cities, right? Absolutely. So so it's a very very. Uh, Hilarious problem in the, in some ways to solve that it, it it's got both I mean both the sides are a problem. You, you on one hand you are arguing that we are not you know getting enough vaccines. On the other hand the critics are I mean on the other hand there are people who are not taking vaccines. The vaccines will get wasted beyond a point. So this issue will and which is why I am saying this is supply demand match. In fact I have done a tweet thread also on this that this is a three three level problem. So the first question is does India have enough vaccines? The answer is at a macro level yes, thoda I think April month, there could be some variation, but in general, the answer is yes. Then is, are the vaccines reaching the right states? Now that algorithm needs to also, and we can come to that cause you kind of raised this point uh, earlier. So we'll come to that. So some states, again, I think that needs to be re-, re looked at and potentially the government should also make the data public. This is what we have given to each state, right? So that there's no, this political bickering, all of, all of that thing. The third thing is, Are the states doing the right thing by giving the vaccine? Because once it reaches the state, then it is their job to distribute to different hospitals and districts and all of that. Right. So is, is that distribution correct? Now, Ismay Kushal, the argument here has been that the states, which have got more cases should get more vaccines. See, I'll tell you the fallacy behind that logic. See, vaccines are not a cure, right? Vaccine essentially is a process to slow down the severity of infection 60 days later. I mean, let's say 45 days later, 45 to 60 days later, if you take dose one today, your dose two will be whatever four, six weeks, six weeks down the line. And then it takes two more uh, weeks for you to get the antibodies, right? So essentially looking at minimum of six weeks, potentially eight weeks to get certain protection against the severity of the disease, not the disease itself. Now with that logic, any cases are that doesn't, I mean, the the, the the problem being solved is a sixty-day forward problem. It's not today's problem, right? So you can actually argue that the the states which are actually having the highest rate of growth, rather than the absolute cases, should get more priority. But that also means that you are rewarding incompetence of 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 the gov- of the local government, sure. right? Sure. If, if some state, like Maharashtra stabilised, right? Maharashtra stabilised at sixty thousand cases per day, roughly. They were taking a little, bit. but let's some other, case. I mean, MP is growing still at 5 10 percent. So if you allocate more vaccines to MP, that's like saying MP government has kuch nahi, cases, hai, 10% of vaccines. De diya. So it's a, mm-hmm. it's a little bit of a, uh, you know, I, I actually don't know what is the right way to kind of solve that problem. But uh, I think the 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 number of cases is not the right metric today uh, to, to look at the vaccine because they solve a forward problem. They don't solve t- today's problem.
0: Uh, I actually agree with you. I don't think so. The number of cases is the right way of looking at it. I believe that the right method, if in my opinion, I think the next, you know, set of people that need to be vaccinated. Look, because in India, whether we like it or not, it's a double whammy, right? See, I mean, a lot of people say, "Oh, Kushal, you hyperventilate whenever there is a lockdown." I was like, because you know, you people do not hire poor people. You do not hire migrants. I'm sorry to say, people who keep telling me have cushy work-from-home jobs. With due respect to you, I'm not saying you guys don't contribute to the economy. You guys do, but you do not understand the mindset of a poor person. You don't hire yeah. them. I do. I deal with them. The fear I see in their eyes every time you know the the word lockdown is uttered, I see the fear in their eyes. That's why I hyperventilate. I mean, I I, I live a comfortable life, right? Even if everything goes for a toss, I might still you know have. Not a great lifestyle, but a decent life in my in, in the rest of the years of my life. But the point is, it's not about me. It is about the people that I have, the people that I see and I work with. They are scared. So in my case, I would always say "Eret, if we were to open a criteria next, We, it will have to be people who work in those Kirana shops, who are Ola Uber drivers, who are Zomato workers, who are Swiggy workers, who are cab drivers, who work in factories like mine or small, you know, Daslogi workshop. See, these are your people who use your, Overburdened public transport on a daily basis. If the government see the India's vaccination, so how can it be like the American vaccination strategy? Yaar, ye jo argument log dete na but globally, Aare, globally first world countries compare karo. Dekho, India ki sabse badi problem We pretend to be what we are not. We should stop pretending to be what we are not. When it comes to vaccine constraints, we always say, why are we pretending to be someone like a, a New Zealand which has 42 lakhs population? Huh? So when it comes to our vaccine strategy, also we should not pretend to be a United States of America, which has an abundance of resources and can vaccinate at a certain level like that. We should not, right? So we should go for the mixture of health and economy, because at the end of the day, look, no healthcare system in India, if shit hits the roof, there is no healthcare system that can handle it. We will have a collapse. So to avoid the collapse, see, I again. I know not, neither you nor I can change this. But we have created platforms to have honest discussions because we love and care about our citizens and our country. We care about our people, right? The, the whole point is that if we vaccinated from May, look, whether we like it or not, yaar, rural rural India may social distancing. It's nonsense. You know? Every day people insult uh, cities or like Mumbai. अरे देखो सब्जी मार्केट में भीड़ करी है अबे कभी सब्जी खरीदी है क्या लाइफ में कभी गए हैं क्या मार्केट में सब्जी खरीदने कभी लोकल ट्रेन में बैठा है क्या क्या मतलब बकवास चालू है यार सोशल डिस्टेंसिंग करने को बोलते हैं बॉम्बे और दिल्ली में अबे अंगड़ाई लो तो चार लोगों को पंच मार दोगे में so in such yeah. a scenario, hai, so in that case look our said how can we give an argument that nowhere in the america also did not open up its criteria baba, america strategy, <laughs> so why can't we vaccinate our working class which desperately needs it chelengi, so I, I agree i think I, i'm
1: i'm fine with the first pass which the government did to save the most vulnerable which is fine with 33 crores. I think beyond this, whenever the next set opens up, it need not be age-driven. It could be either profession-driven or it could be geography-driven. So you can say that and, and to make it less political, you can say that all cities which have got more than say, 10 million in population, right, which is about yes. 53 cities in, in uh, uh, sorry, uh, sorry uh, 1 million in population, which is about 53 cities in India. You can have those cities eligible. Because anyway, they are the economic powerhouses. Plus, they are disputed across the country. So, some, ka hoga, some, ka state hoga, ka hoga, some regional party, etc. So, you don't need to worry about the political implications of that. And I think uh, 53 cities, if we can get it, get it done. Either, either geography-wise or if it's professional, it will again be the same cities which will obviously have an uptake. Uh, so, it's it's fine. But yes, I agree that in the next pass, it rather than doing age, they can do a little bit more creative design for the the, the, the new the new lot.
0: Yeah. Now I want to go into uh, another aspect. <laughs> it, it, there's just so many things when it comes to the vaccination program. Because you did touch upon it, uh, you know, in one of your passing comments. Uh, and this is something I know I have been speaking about a lot. Is the vaccine efficacy or the efficiency of the vaccines itself? Because I think if this is... A podcast about vaccination, it is a moral responsibility that you and I carry that we have to talk about the safety data. Now, and again, but this is just the fact. The first wave, and I keep on saying this is because this is the best way to convince people. First wave, we would be bombarded with news of, you know, Asha workers dying, cops dying. You know, nurses dying, healthcare workers dying, doctors dying, you know, all these frontline people in the firing line dying. Because we vaccinated all these people in our first batch of vaccinations, this, this second wave, which, you know, a lot of people say it's even more severe. By the way, their words, not mine. I believe the first wave and the second wave are equally severe. It is just that we did not have the test kits to test sufficient people. So we are just shooting in the dark. But if their version is this wave is even harsher than the first wave. Boy, the vaccinations work because we are not bombarded with those news right now. Now, here's my thing, Ashish. A lot of times, the entire discourse around vaccination is you know, you, you remember that old ad, Mary Kamis, Terry Kamis there. You know, so everybody is like, Deka Pfizer 98% efficiency, reinfection, Moderna 94%, AstraZeneca 86%. The only thing that matters is mortality and severe reinfection ke cases and morbidity. And in that department, each and every vaccine does magic. So my point is that, do you how do you think we can convince more people? Because I am really scared about the vaccine hesitancy in India, because whether we like it or not, the numbers are talking. The daily numbers, even within the age criteria are talking. And I am really shit scared that around eight crore Indian senior citizens have still not taken the vaccine. I don't know why they are not scared, but they should be because they are in the firing line.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, there's also criticism that the government should have done more to, let's say, uh, you know, remove the vaccine hesitancy. I actually don't know. I mean, point is all the signaling PM has taken the vaccine on camera, uh, all opposition leaders have also done that, by the way. right? So, in fact, I had I re- retweeted almost every leader that I saw on my timeline uh, taking a vaccine, right? Typically, all the role models have done that. Cricketers have done it. I mean, Ravi Shastri put a picture. A lot of people put a, put their pictures, right? So, who, I think there is not enough, let's say, information available or, or public data available in terms of the, the, the important people of the country taking vaccines, right? So, I think it's just the... Maybe it's the younger lot. Maybe it's the it's the people in our age group who should. I mean, I shouldn't call myself young actually, but I mean, relatively younger lot. But if people in our age group who should convince our the the, the previous generation, right, that it is safe, etc., and they should have taken the, the parents like forcibly, quote unquote, to for for vaccination. So uh, maybe maybe it is it is that that you know people uh, have have not taken it very you know maybe maybe there hasn't been enough push in the in the households. But I, I don't know if the government can solve this problem. I mean, if there's a hesitancy because of WhatsApp forward, uh, I'm not sure what is the solution for that. Seems, seems, seems like the case, though. I mean, as you rightly said, only 4 crores have taken vaccine over 60 H, so.
0: Yeah, so in my opinion, I don't know what your take is. I think India has a very unique problem. So India has three kinds of people who have vaccine hesitancy. So, so in the urban, rural, rich, poor, both classes, there are... Uh, so number one is people who are you know really you know taken over completely by the uh, whatsapp forwards about you know vaccine karne ke baad reinfection hota hai, toh vaccine kyo that is category a category b is uh, and i'm not making this up i have actually heard this certain religion will say this has pig lard certain religion will say oh we can't even kill bacteria Uh, So if it is an inactivated virus, the word virus is used, this virus is bacteria, our religion says we can't kill bacteria, we will not use it. So this is two. And the third, which I believe is the maximum in India, and you know, this is after reading a lot, I'm telling you, is (laughs) COVID-19.
1: So, this is this is true though, no, right? Like if you I mean, you know, if you if you talk to people who are on WhatsApp, in I mean people professionals like us, people have been talking about it so much. But if you, if you really see just step out, I mean I mean unfortunately you can't step out right now in Maharashtra because there's a curfew, but let's say let's say in March, if you would when you stepped out. So as a could feel and by the way, cases were Starting to explode in March itself, right? So it's not like it's something new. Now, the, the first Pudel out which happened on 3rd April, uske cases mein. but aisa laga nahi. streets, pe ke people are like, you know, overtly worried about the fact that the cases were increasing. People were roaming about with no masks or, or chin masks and so on. So I think I think India also has this streak of inge, jab, hoka, tab dekha right? So it's not people also have got that fatalistic kind of view sometimes he when when we get there, we'll, we'll we'll evaluate how to deal with it. Uh, but but precaution will I think there's also a case Kushel, I think there's some one 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 issue which I see is that I think some people do not have enough information. That that is also one lot people who can't take vaccinations. But so for example, uh, like people who work in households, so household helps, drivers, etc. Right? Uh, I, I think the government should have promoted a walk-in much more. Actually, what happened when launch launched? So the app thing became the, the primary driver of communication. Right? I mean, although actually look at it, very few people have registered on the app, pre-registered. Most people have just walked in. If you look at the data that you were showing on the COVID dashboard, you will see that yeah. number of walk-ins is significantly higher than the, the number of uh, app registrations. But I yeah. think the whole initial communication happened with respect to the app. You need to go to some app and register. I think that is where one of the challenges because a lot of people probably did not know or or they hesitated because they didn't they thought they will not know how to run the app right and then how do i select a location and all of that uh, i think if walk-ins potentially you know if there's a bigger si- signages in hospitals uh local hospitals there's actually a hospital very close to my house like like there's a phc which is like a less than a kilometer but there's no signage etc there i mean we know because it's we, are, we live in the neighborhood right so we, we send some people there but I think some of that is needed, like more visual signages for encouraging people to walk in. I think that, that part maybe is a, is a missing trick which the government can do for all the states or maybe the states can do themselves.
0: Yeah, but I, I also want to talk about the role of media. So again, I'm going to share a couple of uh, pages with you. I mean, it's it's fascinating, right? It is the same information, by the way, but it is how you present the information because this is very important. So look at this, right? So this is how Ars Technica shares it. 99.992% of fully vaccinated people have dodged COVID CDC data shows. So this is one way of presenting the news. Now look at the geniuses at Washington Post. It's just wordplay. I don't know why they do it. I mean, we know why they do it. But it's just disheartening, if you ask me. Right? Now... (laughs) CDC identifies small group of COVID-19 infections among fully vaccinated. But this is the article, right? But tweet dekhna. So the point is ki tweet mein se dhara dehenge ki 5,800 loge ho phir se COVID ho gaya COVID ki vaccine lene ke baad. Yeh nahi batayenge ki 66 million mein se 5,800 loge ko COVID ua sarif.
1: 77 million. It's even worse. I mean, in the sense, it's even yeah. better uh, ratio wise.
0: The same thing is happening with this whole high blood clots so I mean, I don't know what nonsense is happening. There are 7 million Johnson and Johnson shots, and six people have developed blood clots. So, what happens is when you have these kinds of news wrote you know floating around. People kind of start thinking nah, nah, the vaccine. Le rahe hai, hum mar gaye, humko kuch ho I mean, just look at the blood clot data. I, I just started cracking up when I heard this whole blood clot thing. I was like, kya you know, one of our common friends, Amit, uh, Dr. Amit, had also spoke written a beautiful article about it. but risk of blood clots ko dek, JNJ vaccine ka risk of blood clots is 0.00001%. Birth control pills say, but blood clots Sonic a 0.05% or COVID infection say, uh, blood clots on a chance is 16%. Magars are you CDC ka data hai, by the way, Matlab, uh, Nobody is pulling data out of their ass. The point is what is happening? Why are people so hellbent on making sure that people who are already scared should not take the vaccine because they will find uh, one article every day which scares the shit out of them i mean recently which me which i think it was india today that had said 37 doctors at ganga ram hospital catch covid again in fact a senior doctor actually did that data and I, i
1: really appreciate the fact that he went and quoted that data right because he said that Look at the other way around, if there were 500 doctors, so essentially your protection rate is close to about, uh, you know, uh, 90, 90, 92, 93%. Right. And even within that, the, there were five hospitalizations and they all hopefully became okay after that. So it just shows that the hospitalization rate is 1%, the the re-hospitalization rate. And by the way, doctors will have the most severe exposure to the virus just by the profession, right? So other people may have it even better compared to that data, right? It, it may not even be one percent uh, hospitalization rate because uh, you know you may not actually get exposed to that much virus as viral load as as the doctors do, and I think this is this is crucial. This is this is a challenge. So I'll I'll give you an example of my article which I wrote in Bloomberg, right? So. Now, the, unfortunately, the titling by Bloomberg itself was not very good. Like they made it sound like India is exporting vaccines. So there's a shortage, which really wasn't my intention to... to yeah, I like actually
0: that. wanted to ask you that question. Please talk about that, this whole... Let's bust the myth about this India exporting ma, ma vaccines bit also. Please do that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So see, vaccines, there are 8 crore exports. We have done 6.5 crore exports, right? I mean, 8 crore is our obligation. So uh, it's not key. we would have... Uh, we, we we wouldn't have gone any great speed. I mean, we have vaccinated about 12 crore 12 crore jabs have been given, uh, and we will reach 30 crores by July as we discussed, right? 30 33 30 crores in that range. So, three crores, I mean, six crore exports or four eight crores exports, four crore more people wouldn't have made that much of a difference. The fact is that the the I mean, the 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 vaccines. Some of our vaccines will actually end up completely 100% inoculating. Some countries, right? Like Bhutan, for example, or companies like Dominica, or so we will actually end up vaccinating them fully, just just the, just by the just by the the, the grants that we've given, or the some of them are commercial sales, also not everything is a grant. So, the, actually, by the way, because they were commercial sales, they, they, the obligation was always there. It's not that India in the in sense Serum has gone ahead and done some contracting, right? Or they have some export obligations uh, in respect to the Covax Alliance. So some of this export was anyway going to happen. Just that India packaged it in the right way to say that, okay, we are prioritizing the exports and not holding them in January. And India has done a good job of also diminishing exports, right? So we we did a front-loaded exports before we our own program kicked up in a big way. In any case, vaccines have a shelf life. So you cannot really hold on to vaccines for like months together, right? Mm-hmm. So what was available from the stock, we used that for exports, which is fine. You know, we, we, we were anyway not ramping up in, in Jan. If you see our Program had a very slow start. I mean, in in, in January, right? The first fifteen days were very, very slow for, for for India. We only picked up uh, in March when when the criteria got opened up. So first, 45 days were, first forty five days, first thirty 35-48 days were quite quite slow for us. So exports had no reason. I mean, you can say Ki, we could have saved ten days in in get into a figure. Fine, you know, we, we can, you can do that by increasing the capacity production later on, right? So that's not exports is not the reason why the program was slow in India at all. In fact, exports will give us. A lot of leverage, uh, like for example, uh, so when now that there's an argument going on, which like other Ad- other also tweeted today, that the US is holding on to some raw materials or some components on their war uh, based on a war act, right? They they've applied some war uh, emergency act to not export let, uh, let 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 some company export components to India. I think Covaxin is also held up because of that, because of they 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 import something from Kansas from a company called Vax pro or something like that so they have some some chemical which comes from there and uh, the 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 covavax or the novavax vaccine which in india is branded as covavax by serum they are not being able to go live uh, although they were supposed to go live uh, initially they said in may then they said september but doesn't look like now so that is also held up for the same reason that us is not letting uh, exports now imagine that versus so, so now when india petitioned in wto that We should have a, you know, like there should be a suspension of uh, IP rights for a limited period and for limited obligations. We've got a lot of support for that, right? When India and South Africa made this joint petition, I mean, why did we get the support over over US? We are getting support because that's what the vaccine diplomacy helped you on, right? In terms of the countries coming forward and saying, yeah, fine, this this, this, this makes sense, right? So I think exports had their own... You know, importance and and their uh, you know their 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 own uh, place in 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 our general diplomacy. Uh, it has not slowed down the 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 coverage at all. Uh, exports were front loaded, and I think overall we will reap the benefit of that in in terms of our relationships with the with the rest of the world in multilateral forums.
0: Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, I, I, let me just see what questions we have. So. Tanmay has said, I was going gaga over India's improvement, but I was really disheartened looking at the video of a daughter crying her heart out in front of the the media in a Jharkhand hospital due to lack of attention by the doctors. I don't know what this case is, uh, but uh, I mean, Tanmay, I can tell you one thing. I mean, you can always find these tragic cases uh, in India even before COVID was there. So it's not... uh, I mean, I'm not reducing the pain of that family. Obviously, we we understand the pain of the family. But I mean, uh, you can find this. I mean, I would tell you that on a uh, average day, just go outside Tata Cancer uh, Hospital and you'll see the tragedy of India where cancer patients are literally, you know, camping all night outside that hospital. It's horrifying scene. So, in... I mean, I don't know what else to say. Ashish, you have anything
1: else to add? Uh, I don't know, Kushal. See, the thing is that if you if you say that India is, has failed because even a single person has died and India has failed, see, that is an extreme logic to apply or extreme, let's say, precondition to apply to judge success, right? I mean, there's no country in the world which has suffered. Countries which have got much, much more resources than us have also suffered and suffered in the worst mm-hmm. way in some cases, right? In fact, I would say, in fact, we had had discussed this question on one of your previous podcasts that India, Indian society actually came together very strongly as a response, right? And forget the government part of it and forget the state government, central government, all of that. But just look at the social response, right? Like During the first lockdown, people were helping each other from social media. People were, you know, there were camps putting out on the roads when the migrants were going back. There were camps for food, distribution, water, all of that, right? See, India as a society is very anti-fragile in that sense. Uh, people, mm. people come, come together and, to, and the reason is that our state machinery is not very strong. So people have to fend for themselves, right? So, and, and not, not only do, do they fend for themselves, they also have the kindness to help others also. Even now, I mean, you know, I, like I, I can say myself, I have tagged literally dozens of cases for help in the first wave, not so much second. I mean, second is more medical, so I don't have that many medical connects, but even now any politician you tag you typically get a response like 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 uh, uh there was a case I, I don't want to name any politicians because you know it's not public but and this is across party lines by the way you know there are at least three parties involved three political part, three different political parties involved here i i you know message them directly or uh in a, in a few cases the there is i mean the response was phenomenal and no one asked us to say you know what is are tumara political inclination hai? who's this guy what is their political inclination nothing nothing like that they responded pretty much straight away. They got their teams involved and solved the problem. And I mean, it's also in Maharashtra MP where I have got connections. So I think the overall, you know, people have come together to do what you can do. I mean, the fact is it's a once in a lifetime, hopefully once in a lifetime pandemic. And the resources in every country has been strained. So yes, I mean, every every death is a tragedy. And, uh, you know, and, and the pictures which you see, uh, I mean, all of us in our own personal life would have gone through those tragedies in different contexts. So... Obviously, every tragedy, uh, you know, is, is is personal for the individual. But in a, in a public response sense, uh, you have to be a, be slightly more, let's say, you know, uh, impersonal here and say or, or unemotional and say that, okay, what was your resources available versus what is the response, right? I mean, rather than looking at an isolated one one instance and say that, okay, because I was moved by one picture, I would say that the whole country has failed. That I think is not probably the right way to judge a public uh, health uh, no, no,
0: but I think there is a fair criticism and, and this is nothing. I think from top to bottom, everybody is to be blamed in India. Uh, I have, I, I refrain from criticizing the government, state and center. If people remember, I was not criticizing the Mahavika Sagadi during the first wave. I was like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything is because this is a completely new virus and we are overwhelmed. But now we had a year. We had a year. We knew what we we're dealing with. We could have envisaged some things that were going to happen and maybe stocked up accordingly. Was it going to be adequate? It never is adequate. But that does not mean it could not have been better. And I think all governments, whether state or center, getting the flack right now because of high flow oxygen beds that are not available. Even oxygen, just oxygen not being available. And, uh, you know, the shortage of remdesivir and I thought, you know, the statement by the health minister was leaving a lot to be desired for. And these are my opinions. These are not Ashish's opinions. So I just want to clarify that. I I was very disappointed by the way it was happening. But anyways, uh, Munish has said, I'm in New Zealand. My mother is in India and she kept on procrastinating over the vaccine. But during the broadcast, I tried emotional blackmail again. Uh, what I was saying. And it seems to have worked this time. So Manish, I'm very happy. And I'm announcing this right now because I'm uh, happy if your mom has agreed. But yeah, this this has been a problem. But I want to talk about something which, you know, that I've been observing. Both Ashish and I are from Maharashtra, which is a little bit under the pump right now. But I found something very interesting. You know, there has been vaccination going on in Mumbai. And there has been vaccination going on in Pune. Right? Now, there is, again, I want to show the data so that, you know, people understand what the hell am I talking about. And first, I will put up Mumbai and the last 30 days. Cut, you know, short. Because this has hurt me as a Mumbai. Car Ashish can smile. (laughs) (laughs) Pune has taken over. (laughs) But yeah, this, this really hurt. What the hell is happening with us in Mumbai? 50,000, 46,000, 43,000. And look at this. The only day we've had the highest number of doses was 64,000. Now, this is nineteen 19,23,000. Right? And this obviously is Mumbai city. So, Ashish, the population is around 1.25 crores. Right? That right. is the population estimated. And now, we look at Pune. And this is where my heart breaks. Pune has taken us.
1: 59. Our IES was 79 actually in other days. I, I'll tell you one experience question and going back to my previous point on how society comes together. Pune has this uh, Pune platform for COVID relief. Okay, There's a platform where civic society organizations, I mean, entrepreneurs, businessmen, politicians of all parties, IS officers, they're all part of that platform. Uh, RSS is there, uh, other NGOs are also there. People are working tirelessly to raise funds to get Hospitals, the requisite HFNOs, the ventilators, the the you know oxygen arrangements. Uh, so and there's a gentleman by the name of Sudhir Mehta. Uh, you should follow him on Sudhir Mehta Pune on on Twitter. Absolutely phenomenal work by that one person. I mean, he has taken the lead in terms of coordinating the relief operations for uh, you know the Pune city as a whole. And I mean, Pune city meaning Pune PMC and PCMC Pune has got two municipal corporations. So. Uh, he, tons of data he's crunching every day uh, amazing passion uh, in, in terms of getting the industry together On, we, I'm a part of the industry group where people are donating ventilators and other equipments every day I, I see like 10-15 messages saying this company has donated 2 lakh worth of equipment 5 lakh worth of equipment absolutely phenomenal response and I think I'm really proud of the Pune data because I'll give you one more color to this Pune mm-hmm. as an estimate has got 33 lakhs or I mean some estimates are 28 lakhs so let's say 30 lakh people who are eligible for vaccination in the current categories which are yes. open yes. pune has already yes. passed 16 lakhs will be past 16 lakhs today so we would have done 50% one one dose and at the speed that we are going we Brilliant. will finish off the entire vaccination by end of june definitely i mean it could be earlier also but definitely end of june one month before the government tar- the, uh, the timeline the target uh, target which which we have, which has been given to the country so pune will and there are already the demands that pune will ask for more relaxed criteria based on that right the fact yes. that we have done well on the only the first first part Th- so that,
0: have... that is something i wanted to ask you to you as a follow up question using the mumbai pune analogies because if pune reaches his criteria pune karo ne kya guna kiya? unko to relax karo na? no absolutely
1: absolutely that, that should definitely happen i mean why should we twiddle our thumbs for a month waiting for others to catch up right we, we have done yeah. our job you know we, we should get the priority definitely
0: and not only that, uh, what I was disturbed about were another case was look at Delhi. Delhi is also doing very well, yeah. Delhi's numbers daily are like Delhi is also far higher than us. I mean, I don't know. Look, I was like someone, you know, who has a lot of Mumbai pride and Mumbai number one. We So all <laughs> the So just
1: as, a, just as an additional information, the three states which have done very well are Rajasthan, Gujarat and, and Maharashtra. Yeah, UP is just caught up. UP has also gone past a crore. Of course, their population is much more. It's twenty-five crores almost. So they will take some more effort. But they've also caught up. So those are the four states which are leading in terms of the numbers currently in vaccination. Several other states, I, I, I really, I, I don't know what's going on. I mean, you know, there are several states uh, which are really doing very, very badly. Uh, they haven't even gone to got to. I mean, when Pune has done fifty percent, there are cities and states which are at twenty percent, which is which is not not go good, good, good local, uh, push basically. Right. I mean, central government will only do so much in these cases. You have to have the local push coming in from society, from civic society, from local politicians. That hasn't, maybe that hasn't happened.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I guess it is true. So I don't know, man. It's just, I'm so, uh, I'm so happy for Pune as of now. And I'm so disappointed with Mumbai and BMC. I don't know what's wrong. It's just, it's heartbreaking because look at the end of the day for the Indian economy, I'm not saying this, that our life is more valuable than the life of someone in Infal. But the point is for the country's health, our metro cities need to be vaccinated ASAP. We need to come up with solutions fast because if the economy suffers, we have like 10 year problems in that case. So I don't know what's going to happen, but uh, you know, I guess we've covered up uh, pretty much everything. But again, before, uh, before we wrap up today's discussion, I just got a message from a doctor and we are talking about vaccination. So again, I want to share some positive news. So I just got this message on Twitter. So small numbers, but encouraging data from Nasik. 150 people, one vaccine dose taken who contacted COVID. Age 70% Over 60, 25%, 45 to 60, all 150 recovered, 125 at home, 25 hospitalizations, 5 severe symptoms, no family members infected. I repeat, no family member infected. This is wonderful data. I know it's a small sample size, but I'm telling you people, the vaccines work. Even when it comes to transmission of COVID, the vaccines reduce the transmission significantly. Do not listen to Anthony Fauci. His wife is killing him in so, his house. I don't know what his wife is killing him in his life. His wife is killing him in his life today. He's crying and says, My wife is scared of me at home, but you will be scared of TV. So on that positive note, Ashish, if there's, uh, uh, is there anything else you'd like to add?
1: No I think we covered a good ground, Kushal. I just hope that uh, you know some of the bickering reduces, right I mean there will obviously be shortfalls. We are in an unprecedented crisis this is this has never happened uh, before and I hope it that this never happens again. So I think some of the 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 bickering which we see on social media about our apnebola I think some of it I just hope reduces and we also appreciate our scale the, and the and what we are achieving right. To, to give you a perspective, when we would have covered the first lot of vaccination vaccinated people, which is 33 crores, we would have vaccinated all of US in the same time frame, one more one extra month, maybe one and a half extra month. Then US would have taken to vaccinate about 80% of their population, whatever the eligible number there is, 80-90%, right? So uh we would have, and by the way, they are 34 XR per capita income, which is like a proxy for resources which you have, right? So with our a healthcare system which by the way is always burdened even then we would have matched us step by step which is no mean deal i mean the look at the data before you feel bad about indian situation look at the data in other countries look at germany look at france look at italy look at japan they have they are failing they, i mean they are, they are like you can see on twitter like people are saying that i, I you know i someone went for a for an appointment and they've got an appointment two months later or 40 days later or you know things like that so, yes, I mean, you know, there are always shortcomings, and Kushal, as Kushal said, you can always do everything better. But that's not really I mean, there should be a limit of being self-critical and and, and self flogging right? You you should know what we are achieving in the, in the course of being imperfect. I mean, imagine if we were perfect, which of course no country is, but but with this imperfection of ours and with so much uh you know bickering uh, which which goes on because of uh, the the various divides which we have. Even with, even with all of that taking into account, we are doing something phenomenal. which which should be, you know, like a case study of how a country like India is, is achieving this, right? So I think that would be my closing remark.
0: All right. So just before I go, so someone, Agastya has put this question. Devil's Advocate. Would you climb a plane with 10 million, a 10 in a million chance of crash in 1 million? Agastya, my answer is give me 10 crore rupiah. i pakka karunga. 10 crore. If you give 10 crore, then tell me I'm ready to do it. probability is very low to die. And my probability is very low to die. And my time is limited. So if you want to give me 10 crore rupiah. I'll do 10 I'll, Agaste, you know, I'll give you many things. I know many such people, especially in America and my friends, you know, my university friends. They would rope walk from one building to the other. They would bungee jump from, you know, the top of a mountain uh, cliff. They would I know because what Agaste is saying is that saying, why COVID-19 fear? I'm telling I know people who would skydive, but they're scared of COVID. So Agaste, my dear friend, that is your answer. People... Uh, are always going to be scared of things that they don't understand. In the case of COVID, it's very simple. I wrote an article about this. It is about uh, the availability heuristic, which Kahneman talks about. And within the availability heuristic, it is something called the availability bias. And even within that, uh, I mean, you want to talk about it. So these are my closing comments. I wrote an article recently called about the Olympics of death. Aaj Unfortunately, Somebody has passed away. Aapka reaction kya hona India Your first reaction should actually be, that's so sad that person passed away. You know what most people are doing these days? It's as if, you know, they have to figure out did he die of COVID? If he died of COVID, I'm supposed to feel bad about him. If he did not die of COVID, he's a regular attack People die with heart attacks, road attacks, diarrhea. So, you know, it's, 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 it's ridiculous what is happening. Uh, I guess I'm someone who has been wearing a mask almost 10 to 11 hours daily because unlike many people who have the privilege of working from home, I don't. So I wear a proper N95 mask and even a face shield. I know what it is. I take all precautions. But yeah, beyond a point, I don't buy the fear pawn, Agastya. And so these numbers don't make any sense. If you personally have asked me whether I would well give me 10 crore rupees, I would go on that plane. Baki, I will leave you guys for today. Uh, once again, Ashish, thanks a lot for coming uh, on the chat. As always, it's a pleasure talking to you.
1: No, thanks, Kushal. And talk soon.
0: Yeah. So, guys, uh, let's wrap up today's discussion. Once again, thanks a lot for uh, watching the podcast or listening to the podcast, whatever, you know, whichever medium you are uh, tuned into. Please support the Charbuck podcast, like the video, subscribe to the YouTube channel or, you know, subscribe to Spotify, wherever you guys are. Leave a comment wherever you are. And uh, if you want to support the podcast, please become a member on YouTube or subscriber on Patreon. You can buy the podcast merch or you can send your donations through UPI. I'll see you guys next time with another interesting discussion. Until then, namaste, take care, goodbye.